0: Where we might end up nobody knows. Welcome to the long-awaited reunion of the Seriously Grace podcast. I'm Kay, and I'm Sports, and we decided to come together uh, to discuss um, not the latest episode of Grey's Anatomy, but uh, an episode that aired a week ago or a few weeks ago, uh, we want to make it clear which episode we're discussing because it is an episode that has a um, very heavy subject matter that can cause, be very triggering for people. So we're going to be discussing uh, the episode titled Silent All These Years, the Joe-centric episode where she goes back to talk to her mom and there is a patient uh, at the hospital who went through assault. Um, so we want people to know that this is the episode we're going to be discussing. Uh, is there anything, sports, we would
1: like to tell people before we get into it? Um, no, I think just, you know, make make sure. I, I know we have some younger listeners. Um, just in in case we get into some heavy topics, make sure that, you know, if you find talking about this episode triggering or upsetting in any way that you have a a plan of somebody you can talk to afterwards.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes, that's good advice. Uh, before we get into the conversation, I feel like I should be honest and say this is the very first episode of season 15 I have watched. <laughs> um, I, I saw everyone talk about it on social media. I knew that it was going to be a very intense episode and sports... ...made me realize that I could watch it, you know, that maybe I should watch it. And uh, so I did. Um, maybe before we dive into the episode, I could... Sh- or actually, no, let's, let's keep it for the, the last few minutes of the podcast. Uh, after we're done discussing the episode, I'm gonna share some opinions I have... ...on storylines of season 15, even though I'm not watching. So it might sound crazy... I might be super wrong, but just from what I'm seeing on social media and craziness, I'm going to give people my long-awaited, I'm certain, opinion on a show I don't watch. (laughs) People are just going to think it's funny. So we're going to end on a lighter note with that. Um, The episode was written by Elizabeth Finch uh, and directed by Debbie Allen. I think it was probably a very deliberate choice that they... Uh, They chose Debbie Allen to direct. She seems to be someone who would take care of everyone who's involved and whom they would trust with such a heavy episode. Right, Sports? Uh,
1: Absolutely. And um, I really think that when you look at all the women involved in this episode, um, I I really think the only other choice that it could have potentially been I think that Ellen would have been able to handle directing it or Chandra. Mm -hmm. I think it had one of those three.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, I, we, there's been a few videos of behind the scenes, uh, circulating, especially of that hallway scene, which we'll get to eventually discuss, uh, in details. But, um, It seemed that Debbie was really able to keep people strong and motivated and, I don't know, dare I say joyful through filming that very, very, very heavy scene, which I think speaks volume about the kind of person she is and the kind of director she is and motivator
1: she is, leader, even. And, you know, there is... There is healing in celebrating being a survivor and sharing that joy with other survivors. Absolutely. And you have to believe that with as many people were in that hallway as there were, you, you know, there are survivors in that group. Mm-hmm. The even if they haven't said it out loud, the the odds are very much stacked in in that direction that there are people that have survived all kinds of things in that, in that group. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Debbie Allen is, is a national treasure. And, Absolutely. Uh, Grays is very, very fortunate.
0: Just as I'm thinking about these women standing there, I haven't seen private practice, but Charlotte King is a character that comes to mind where Shonda land, um, ...address a topic that might have been similar in themes. Um, I don't know. It would have been interesting to have Charlotte there somehow. Or I don't know how people who've seen Private Practice might have felt... ...about how different the two episodes were. I think Shondaland has done episodes on this topic very well. And I, 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 I hear that... Have you heard what happened? Charlotte King is one of the better Private Practice episodes...
1: Um, I I actually would say it is the best private practice episode. I've watched the entire series.
0: It's interesting. Um,
1: And as tough as it was to watch. um, Because in, in that show, in the episode, The Attacker, it's played by Nicholas Brendan, who played Xander on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. And he did such a convincing job That I sometimes have a hard time watching him on Buffy.
0: That's a great compliment. And I would think also sad for him. But also a great compliment. There's always Hannibal Lecter on Anthony Hopkins. You know? There's those performances who stay. Um, Right. So one thing that really got to me this episode that I thought was extremely well done is allowing us to um seeing the characters talk about a rape kit Uh, i learned i i totally had no idea that you could preserve a rape kit and that's extremely reassuring to me um where if you decide to go to the hospital do a rape kit you don't necessarily have to send it to police officers right away i would think that that is that is accurate um and, and that was extremely reassuring to me that you are given the agency to decide when those procedures were to take place. And that's, that's I appreciate a lot that the show's done that. I don't think I'd, I've ever seen a show go so in-depth in how um, that procedure is done.
1: Funny that you should mention that. Because in one of the articles that came out about the episode, um, I believe it was the Hollywood Reporter, Leslie Goldberg, talking to to Krista and Shonda about the episode and standards and practices wanted parts of the filming of, of the rape kit to not be shown. Are you kidding me? Where they had the where they let me finish. <sighs> Yes, go on. Sorry. When well, they had the blue light <laughs> that showed the um, the semen traces on her legs, mm-hmm. they were like, don't let the blue light show anything. Oh, and my Shonda, God. Donda was like, wait a minute, with all the other violence on TV, you're going to tell me we can't show that? And she went to the mat for that, and they left it in. I'm glad. To the point where afterwards, standards and practices said, you know what? you're absolutely right we were wrong and the woman from abc standards and practices is one of the women in the hallway
0: oh my god that's so powerful that's so powerful um i also appreciate that they show us that there's a big part of going through a rape kit is consent your consent is asked all through the different steps I I love that it is a legal step that those doctors have to take. That's extremely reassuring to me. Um I I have um a, a loved one, a family member who went through um this horrific situation when they were very young and their parents were present. When they went through it, uh their parent their parents were there because they were not of legal age yet and it was their parents who had to give consent all through the the different steps which I don't know why I'm bringing it up I'm just, it's interesting that I don't know, it's parents who are given agency but I understand you're still considered a child but I don't know, you
1: know You know, and the giving back of consent starts with teddy in the hallway with quadri where she says go book the or but tell him you know it might not be right now we're going to take our time i who isn't aware of how a rape kit works obviously at that stage was like wait a minute we're not going to operate she's like we are but the minute they do the antibiotic treatment evidence is lost so we're going to take our time and give her time To take back some of the purchase that was taken from her. Yeah, I mean, oh, I was sorry. Go on. That's all right. I mean, Teddy is Teddy's cardio. Actually, now she's she's trauma. But okay, that's I wanted to to ask
0: about that. So, so Teddy is trauma now. She's not cardio. Yeah, she
1: runs the the department. She runs the ER. Uh, Owen gave her his job all right that's
0: interesting because i was we were wondering why teddy was there my theory was that (laughs) one part was that i i know that teddy's been in war zone i i trusted that she was someone who was familiar with people who had gone to trauma so i would think that they would they would choose someone like her to deal with someone who went through a traumatic event my other theory which is less flattering was that teddy needed an episode where people needed to root for her and be behind her because i'm thinking what with what she's going through right now um the, the storyline she's going through of which i know very little, but still, I, I was thinking maybe she she just needed people to root for her. But you're, you're saying that it is normal. If she's running the ER, it's only normal that she would be the one who would be there and not it.
1: Right, because Meredith is general surgery. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And I think that in if it had been somebody who, who let's say, had been kicked by a horse because they fell off a horse and had the same injury... I think that Teddy would pass that off to general surgery. But considering that Abby wanted to limit the doctors that she was in contact with, I think that's why she stayed with this. hmm Teddy was
0: a rock star, I have to say. Like, uh-huh. she was so good. So good. Um, I was very reassured that... Um, She chose to talk to her husband and that her husband was, we see very little of him, but he's there holding her hand and seemingly she's reassured by his presence that's when Joe leaves and leaves her to talk to the police officers. I I was happy to see that she spoke with him.
1: And they made sure that they kept the
0: continuity. Only women police officers. Right. Me too. I noticed that. Yes. I noticed that. Um all right. Do you wanna talk about the hallway scene?
1: I do, and I wanna talk about kinda of leading into the hallway scene. Okay. The fact that you know, we didn't see a lot of the the male castmates in this episode. No. Jaluca and Ben probably had the most screen time. Alex a little yeah, but Alex yeah a little bit. But you've gotta look at the fact that Richard knows enough to know when to not push an issue. Mm-hmm. Wanted to go into that hallway and DeLuca was very respectful saying, you know, I've been asked to make sure you don't. You know, when he said yes, sir, and everything when he did it. But Richard seeing all the women walking in the hallway, he didn't know what was going on, but he knew not to make a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that that you know, that's kind of important. The fact that DeLuca, when he was told, leave the room, you know. He did. And then, watch this door, did. I think that there are times that law enforcement could probably take a cue from the medical field on things like that. Um, because when you're dealing with trauma, I don't necessarily think that all police officers, when they go to take statements and stuff, are trained well. No. Um, but... The hallway scene. Oh. Okay. I'm going to apologize now because I'm going to get blubbery during this, I think.
0: Don't have to the apologize.
1: Act- <laughs> the actress that played Abby. Yes. Kept so Kept eyes closed. Up until it was time for her to open them up and say yes when Joe asked "Are you ready? Yeah. So the res- what you see from her is the response she had of seeing that for the first time. Mm-hmm. So now the women in that hallway, you know, they didn't spend a lot of time focusing on, on Meredith, on Maggie, on Amelia, and all three of them were there.
0: Not at all, or Bailey. Not at they, all. They yeah.
1: had, you know, I think Boki got just as much screen time. Yeah. But one of the things when you hit, you know you watch that and it's just this wall of women, yeah, and you've got. So many different jobs in the hospital represented, races, age groups. You know there's different religions. It's just. Extremely powerful. It was. When Meredith just says, okay, when she comes in, Dr. Karev wants us to just stand here. Why? And Kadri says to help a patient. She needs us. She needs all of us. And Meredith just says, okay. Because they
0: don't even know the situation. They're just there to support her.
1: They're just just there because another woman doctor said, I need all the women in this hallway. And they take her into the elevator. And then they got women to line up in the OR as well. Yeah. You know, it just, oh, I'm sitting here crying again. No, I know. Um,
0: Elizabeth it, Finch, the writer, is one of the people who are pushing the bed.
1: She's the one, she's rolling the cart, and I think, I'm not 100% sure, I haven't been able to get this definitively, but I think that it's Linda Klein as the medical. Is. It I is. think she's the one at the back of the gurney pushing it.
0: It is, because I, I came with the same conclusion, well, I mean, you know, I'm not necessarily confirmation, but that's also who I thought it was, so.
1: And all those... Those are all women that work in Delant. Yeah. And they all asked, anybody who is at the table reader heard about it, all asked to be part of filming that scene.
0: I saw that Andy Reeser, who is one of the writers, uh, said uh, he was, I suppose, where the writers are, where the writers are, and when it was time to film that scene, he came out of his office and he was like, it was like rapture. There was no one in the office. Everyone had gone on set to film that scene. I just, ah,
1: such a powerful moment. It was. It also gives you an idea of how many diverse women Shondaland actually employs. Right. If anybody ever needs proof.
0: Watch that scene. Yeah. I didn't bring tissue, I'm sad, because now I'm snotting all over myself. Which, TMI, but this is what's happening.
1: Well, I remembered to bring some. <laughs> I knew.
0: Oh, God. You guys. It was an extremely powerful and touching moment. And, uh... You know, I... I'm just brought back, and it's funny, because I, I'm brought back to... I watched a Mr. Rogers documentary recently and Mr. Rogers said, when you need help, you know, or when you struggle, look for the people willing to help, look for the helpers, look for the, I just, I don't know. I feel like in time of struggles, we need to remember that there are people there who are willing to help who are willing to stand there with us, knowing our circumstance or not people are willing to stand with us. Such a powerful moment. Um, we didn't talk about Joe a lot. So um, when it comes to chronology, I'm thinking she saw, she met with her mom and then she met Abby,
1: right? Is that the chronology? That is. Um, okay. The week before on on Gray's, Alex had been trying to get in touch with Joe all day. Okay. And she wasn't answering her phone. Because she was, she was with, talking to her birth mom. And then when she came home, she went right to bed. Okay. And he came home. She pretended to be asleep. So that leads to the opening scene the next morning.
0: Where she left when he was in the shower.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. You know, uh, Joe, huh, this episode may, I, I mean camilla just knocked it out of the park in my opinion i agree um and part of the storyline was her idea oh was it her being a child of rape was her idea that's interesting she took that to krista and they said yes because she had talked to um elizabeth when she had gone to um, something at one of the local LA hospitals to support and be with a group of survivors. And she came back talking about it and she had t- talked to Camilla about it and Camilla was like, what if this is part of Joe's story?
0: It fits. For me, it fits.
1: It it, it does. And what's interesting is, you know, something like that, of course, is it's never going to be easy to to film and be a part of, no. But for the mother herself, right, to be willing to put herself in that kind of space, you know, that just says that just says a lot to me about her. And from the scenes with with Michelle Forbes, who played her mom, um, to her scenes with Abby, she just this episode, she was just so so wonderful.
0: Agreed. So attuned to Abby, it was such a i don't know it felt like a moment where she was trying to be there for this woman in a way that her mom in a way the support kind of support her mom did not get
1: you know and and you know kind of I realized that um Paul was the name of her ex-husband right yes um you know I, I realized that Paul didn't assault her but he did hurt her he did take away you know a lot from her
0: yeah took
1: her confidence you know took we don't know that
0: of- he didn't we- assault her really
1: we I do see- because uh, because joe said it okay okay sorry She said it to abby when she was trying to reassure her okay that's the first time that she's ever said that it was just physical abuse not sexual abuse okay. as well
0: i didn't catch that
1: well it's it's one of those things I was listening for on the third time through to make sure. But, you know, I I think that um, being a survivor of, of that, she just, she was so in tune to read signals and she wanted to help this person who nobody ever really helped her mom. And until probably link or somebody else, nobody had ever helped really helped her. Yeah. And she wanted someone to be there for Abby and maybe change Abby's story. Yeah. Because she didn't get the story ending she wanted. No. You know, um, I still, a part of me that likes to believe in some kind of decent ending, I'm hoping that the mother shows up. Me too to really apologize or to say, hey, I told my husband, we've told the kids, would you like to meet your brother and sister? Because they're old enough to understand. Yeah. Because one's a senior in high school, one's in 10th grade. Um, I don't think that that's going to happen, um, but I would like it to. And uh, I just, I'm very curious to see what happens with her and Alex next. Right. Because you can tell this has put her into a, a depressed state. Yeah.
0: She's probably expecting him to walk away.
1: You know? But he won't.
0: No, he you won't. You know, Ale-
1: Alex has grown so much. Absolutely. You know, he says, with all my family crap, do you think I'm going to judge? I'm not going to judge you. I just want you to talk to me. She's not ready to do that yet.
0: No. No, but just hearing him say, I just want you to talk to me. That's like Alex requesting to have a talk? What? <laughs> you know, so much growth in this character. So much growth. I love him so much. And I hope eventually she'll be able to, to talk, to explain, or to let him know what she's going through.
1: And I, I think that she'll get there. But that's a lot to deal with. One, to find out that everything you had built in your head about this person, maybe they had no money, maybe they were pregnant as a teenager, she had built a backstory in her head. Right. And she walks up to this big, beautiful house that has two kids, a a dad that's there, a dog, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting,
0: you know, in the whole... I'm not going to make it a pro-life, pro-choice debate. That is not the intent of my comment. But it is often something that's brought up when we talk about this. But what if the person was raped? And I don't think I've ever heard this conversation through um, a child who was abandoned or... Well, abandoned, let's use the right word, uh, because they were They were um, a product of rape, which is an awful. Sounds awful to say. I had I had never heard that that perspective. You know, Joe. I don't know. Joe feels she 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 feels that she would have had a better life had she stayed with her mom. A better life than
1: than what she had. Or if she had been taken to. An agency not just left at a fire station right you're right exactly
0: yes there was a step further that um, yeah I keep calling her her mom I suppose we shouldn't I it's it's she didn't really it's a title I guess that is deserved but when I say mom I mean her biological
1: yeah, mother but Joe never really had any other kind of parental no people she didn't really have okay she was good friends with link she had Paul. And then other than that... Miss Schmidt. Yeah, Until these guys at Grace, uh, you know, the people she works with at Grace Loan, you know, she didn't have anybody. No. She's, she's built a family through her surviving.
0: Right. We are in a, a new part of her story where Joe got pregnant and chose to get an abortion that's something we didn't know about her um
1: that is a big revelation a big and you know i've been thinking about it and she also has done one thing that none of the other doctors have done what is that when she got married she took her husband's name Doctor Karev, that's right. That was that was interesting to
0: hear. I'm not I don't think I knew that. I don't think I had gotten spoiled on that.
1: I like Uh, it. Because none of the others have. Haddison had, right?
0: Right? Did she? She Shepherd? No, she was Montgomery still. Yes. Yeah. They called her she Shepherd. But she wasn't. Right. That's right. Yeah, Joe's the only... But I understand, you know, it's a sense of identity, a sense of family. Right, because
1: it's the first time that she feels like a name is really hers.
0: Right. Um, but
1: it's very interesting that she's the only one that's done that. I agree.
0: But it makes a lot of sense to me. A lot, a lot, a lot of sense. That she would do it. Um, do you have anything else to discuss on Joe? Joe?
1: I, I'm hoping one thing comes of this that they go through. You know, like, last year, I know that you didn't really watch much, but they had I watched the whole thing. They- I watched season 14. Did you? Yes. Oh. I caught up so in the they summer, not 15. Like, where um, Arizona came up with her cart for um, when people come in. Yes, the with, crash with, cart with Korea Yeah, the uh, the like the infant crash cart. Mm -hmm. When they did all that stuff, I really hope that Joe puts something together, maybe working with Teddy, because Teddy said, you know, it's not protocol. And Joe was like, yeah, I'm sorry. She's like, no, it should be. I hope that Joe puts something together and maybe in putting that together and putting it out there helps her to heal a little bit of her own hurt. Well, is
0: it not? Is it not kind of foreshadowed? Is that not kind of how the episode starts, where she's trying to figure out the grants and talking to Bailey? It seems like she's looking for a project, or am I missing it's something? Fellowship. Yeah. Right. So I'm thinking maybe that would be. God, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Um. A storyline that might be neglected or that I I haven't really seen spoken as much as Abby spoken about as much as Abby's storyline and Joe's storyline is the storyline we have with Tuck. We learned that Tuck, uh, <laughs> his dating, as a potential little girlfriend, which is super cute. Tuck super adorable, um, and there's a conversation with Ben about consent. That scene. I feel like it's been it's been <laughs> kind of neglected a little bit because it's as important as everything we see in this this episode the importance of talking to our sons and daughters about consent you know the responsibility well, we have
1: regarding that Oh absolutely um I would say that after the hallway scene um for me it may have been the most important one outside the hallway scene Yeah and and here's why because Ben is like, you know, Ben, uh, he, I mean, when he fell in love with Miranda, he went all in. Yeah. You know, he, he is the kind of stepdad that my stepmom is. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is that you marry the whole picture. Right. And if I am, I'm marrying you, then I'm now a parent to these kids. Right. And he just, the fact that he explains it in a way that makes so much sense that I think that if more people explained it the way he did, Mm -hmm. people would understand it better. Well, that's
0: the thing. That's that's what struck me as well, because you have to have those conversations when... (laughs) I'm going to call them the kids, because they are still children. They're still trying to figure everything out. You have to get them where they understand. And using things or references that they understand just makes them... Gives them a true understanding of what consent means. You know, it's not um, weird terms or it's not hypothetical. It is a concrete example of how it can be done and
1: how it applies to,
0: to, to it all. It's just, so, yeah.
1: yeah. Just because somebody says yes to a date doesn't mean they've said yes to everything. I mean, getting married
0: doesn't mean you accept everything, right? You no,
1: know? because there are times that you might not be in a mood, no. and that other person needs to accept the no.
0: Absolutely, you have to be extremely respectful and like be attuned to each other and pay attention and be like respect your partner's limits. Um, yeah, absolutely.
1: And, you know, somebody tweeted to Krista afterwards that the you know the conversation about consent was important. But one thing was missed That it's okay for Tuck To want it to stop and say no too I agree And Krista very Quickly replied and said You're absolutely right We missed that one So she owned that they could have taken it a little bit Further Because
0: I was waiting for that actually
1: Yeah I mean she She's like yep we missed that one
0: Because it happens it to does. everyone, you freak out like you're in the middle of it, and you're <laughs> you get in your head a little too much, and it can happen to everyone. Yep. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm glad they had that moment, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad that they used Tuck. Um, do we know if Big Tuck is still in the picture? Was it like just? I, I I'm I suppose he's he's a good dad. It's just that it was. Well, he moved. Oh, Uh, okay.
1: Okay. He moved. So when Tuck goes and sees him now, he's got to get on a plane and stuff. Okay. And this happens in season
0: 15, right? Because
1: I didn't see that. I don't
0: remember that. Oh, no. It happened before that. What? I missed that completely.
1: Yeah. Or I don't remember it. I mean, it's been 15 seasons. it, It may have been in season 13 because I think that Miranda was upset about it because... She, at the same time, she found out that Ben was getting ready to be a firefighter and he, and had hidden it from her. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: Season 13, we were covering that. I have no excuse. <laughs> um, but I'm glad. Whatever, you know. Wh- wh- whoever has a conversation with you, as long as they're able to be respectful of the, the person with whom they're talking, it is important to have those conversations. And even if what more like more than one parent has the conversations with you. It's fine.
1: And you know, and I know that it isn't necessarily their job to to do this part, but uh, you want to talk about a place where um young people will listen when you have this conversation. It's a lot of time they're coaches.
0: I was gonna say yes. So
1: if you were with a team that travels, your coaches should be talking about this a little bit too, I agree. because we have found that you know, um, you know, a lot of times when there's sexual assault on college campuses, oh, way too much of it involves athletes. Yeah, because they seem to have um, a sense of entitlement. Yeah, and I don't care who you are, nobody's entitled to another human being. No.
0: Star status does not give you, does not allow you to decide no. on the person's limits. You're not entitled to their no. mind or body or anything.
1: No. No. Not at all. Agreed. Now, you might be entitled to 50% of their earnings if you live in California, but that's a different story.
0: <laughs> Very different, yes. <laughs> uh, teachers also... Um, Despite me being in a Catholic Catholic system, uh, we make it our duty to have those conversations with our students when they are a little bit older, um, though the Catholic denomination kind of gives us limits. Um, you know, we make sure to bring someone from the health department, uh, a nurse or someone who is not under the... Catholic jurisdiction, if you will, who is willing to go further or is able, who is able to go further with the children without getting reprimanded, but by, by the establishment. And despite that, I know many teachers who just have those conversations because they are so important, you know. Because
1: sex before marriage happens. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I don't care what religion. If a child comes to me and asks me a question. I will risk their parent or somebody being angry Agreed. rather than having a child with no knowledge going into a situation.
0: Yes, or looking to the internet for knowledge.
1: Oh, God, please, no. Right, Please don't ask Twitter. Twitter Don- has its per- <laughs> This is not it. <laughs> yes. Don't ask
0: Google. Don't ask Twitter. Don't ask Facebook. Don't ask Instagram.
1: And really, don't ask Wikipedia. Please.
0: Peer-reviewed stuff. Not not so good Not yeah. so good Um, Anything else about the storylines in this episode You'd like to talk about?
1: Um, no just a, a little bit of a follow up I saw a tweet Where After this episode RAIN The organization that helps with Reporting of sexual assault Saw a 43% increase in calls Oh wow so, I I, did a, I sent out a tweet um, that I and I sent it to the writer. I said her Twitter name is at like E R Finchy, I think it is. I said her words to Krista her show Camilla, her work and her castmates. This is what this did: mm-hmm. that these people realized that they were safe and they weren't alone, and they reached out for help. And one that's- of the biggest. That, I mean, that that's just huge. That's because huge. one of the reasons this is so devastating, and they portrayed this with Abby so well, is that you feel like people are going to look at you differently, like you're yeah. broken, like you did something wrong. When she goes on ranting about, are they going to believe the woman who maybe wore her skirt a little too short? Yeah. Or it's going to be because of the tequila I drank? And whatever he drank is gonna be his excuse. I I'm just like, oh huh. let's just bring all the reality at once now. Right. Yeah,
0: that struck me as well. Uh oh, it was a great it was a great episode. Good job to everyone who was involved, honestly. I'm I'm it is an amazing, amazing, amazing episode. Um I have been known to kind of accused Grey's Anatomy of getting on the soapbox and being kind of condescending at times but I will say that everything I saw in this episode was extremely respectful Um, and I feel like it was an extremely well done episode you know Um, I don't know it it made me miss the show honestly it did Um, yeah it is a show that god (laughs) I can see how it had a lot of reach
1: I, I know that there are certain things you've probably heard that are going to make you go, er, but overall, this season is really, I am enjoying it. Well, that's good.
0: Well, let's talk about that, the things that kind of made me go, er, which can be good news and bad news. So the, the Amelia-centric episode that is coming, where we have the sister sisters reunited, um, I'm interested in watching that now. Eventually I will watch all of season fifteen, but right now I seems to be seem to be treating the season like a buffet where I pick <laughs> I pick my episode my episodes, but I'd be interested in watching the the Amelia episode, so I don't know how much context I need for that one, but maybe we'll come back and have a I'm not promising. I'm saying maybe we will
1: come back and do a podcast if people are interested. Um So just so that I have this right. You're the person, when there's seafood Alfredo at the buffet, you're the one who picks all the shrimp and scallops out and leaves the noodles for everybody else.
0: Well, if anyone's seen Grace and Frankie, where they're so excited to get to the buffet because there's lobster claws or something, I don't remember, but they're so angry because they can't cross the street because the crossing time is not long enough. They make a whole petition about it. That is who I am, Grace and Frankie. I want to get to the buffet and pick my things. Okay. <laughs> I'm willing to make a petition if I have to. It is my right to get to that buffet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but I will eventually watch the whole thing. Um, now, one storyline I'm 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 very frustrated about, and this is me coming from a place of not watching, is Owen. Uh, And his whole triangle with Amelia and Teddy. My official take on it, having not watched, is... Owen needs to be alone. Those two women
1: deserve better. Okay. What say you? (laughs) So, here's the thing. Last week's episode... Megan Mm -hmm. Hunt came to town. Whom I love. She had a patient who needed the same kind of surgery that she got. Oh, interesting. So... She brought a patient. And she finds out about Teddy being pregnant with Owen's baby. Ooh. Because Owen and... and that Wait, come together. on, Owen. So. Yeah, Owen hasn't told her. So, Uh-oh. she goes after Owen and says, Wait a minute. You gave her, her your job and not a ring? I saw that. The dummy scene. Right? Dummy. Yeah. Dumb, dumb, the dum dum, dum, Yeah. But... They, near the end of the episode, they have a huge fight in the stairwell. And this is why this fight is important because she goes at him saying he needs therapy. He's he like, does. I've had therapy, And she said, not enough. And she puts out there that she goes twice a week that she and Nathan go once a week, just so that she continues to deal with her stuff. Cause she knows she still has it. Right. And she tells him you need to go back Oh, because you are not good for anybody until you do no so hopefully, once and for all and finally Owen will finally get himself healed. agreed like so the, she the... called him right out she's like you left your ex-wife you went to Germany because your ex-wife told you to slept with her once got her pregnant. She found out that your ex-wife had sent you to her. So Teddy told you to leave. So you came back and started sleeping with your ex-wife again. Megan just called him all out on it. It was beautiful. That's good.
0: That's good. Because, you know, from what I was gathering, I'm glad someone called him out on it. Because, like, it had gotten so far out of control in my perception, which is an uninformed one. Um That, like, I I was starting to wonder if the writers were even aware of how awful they were
1: making him, you know? So, here's the thing. I think that somebody realized that, wait a minute, we can't keep having Owen like this. Almost like, you know, like, wait a minute, what are we doing with Amelia? Oh, we better give her a brain tumor because we need to fix this. Right. (laughs) So, somebody came up with, we need to send Owen back to therapy because we never really finished fixing him.
0: Right. Because he, like, I mean, I love Owen. He was my guy, you know. I love him. I'm rooting for him. He's broken. Yes,
1: absolutely. He keeps. As a doctor, he's awesome. As a veterans advocate, he is awesome. As a friend, he's awesome. As a boyfriend or a husband, he sucks. Absolutely.
0: He keeps putting
1: people first who
0: should not, and God. Awful, awful, awful. Teddy deserves to be number one deserves to be Teddy deserves to be picked by someone who truly loves her for whom she's not number two. Uh, and if Owen is not able to be that or willing to be that, I'm sorry, stay away. You can co-parent if you want, but you know she deserves someone who truly loves her uh, and for Amelia I'm I'm less I'm I feel less passionate about it I I don't know I feel like that relationship, i've been in and out of shipping it or supporting it um she just deserves someone who will help her grow and who will call her out on the different patterns she has and I- who will help her get out of those patterns yeah i like her with link i do as well i saw I've, i haven't seen a lot of it uh i lauren our friend lauren has been on the podcast a few times as a big amelia um fan and she sends me a few clips pretty much every episode but i've seen the clip where they are in the blue room the mood room i don't know how you call it but i think hey, it's a blue, so blue yeah maggie and, put in some mood rooms right so the, 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 mood? the blue one that where they. it is so they make out like they they, they kiss but it is so gentle And so soft and slow and it felt so unlike (laughs) the Amelia I know that I couldn't help but like support it. That is a relationship that seems to make her, put her on a different speed, like make her calm down. And I understand it might be the effect of the mood room, but I think it's also Link himself.
1: It is because a couple episodes before they were at a convention together. And that's kind of how the relationship started a little bit. Mm -hmm. Actually, they started the week before that. But um, as far as talking about stuff, um, the one where they're at the convention together is a pretty fun episode.
0: That's good. Okay. Meredith and DeLuca. I don't know much about it. At first, I was WTFing (laughs) a lot. But the more I think about it, the more the idea, and this is extremely superficial... on my part but I like the idea of Meredith being with someone who might be a bit younger as long as he's able to be mature about it
1: all I don't know I like the idea how do you feel about them I absolutely adore them okay and they actually in an interview with Krista and Ellen address the the reverse um, right the reverse age thing that had gone on with with her and McDreamy, mm-hmm. but Deluca, let me tell you, he is oh my goodness, it's awesome, and they have some scenes with Richard that are just priceless.
0: <laughs> I can imagine. Is he standing up? Like, is he being? Have we addressed him being a stepfather or not yet?
1: Uh who, Deluca? We, oui. yeah. No, because they're doing things in stages. Okay. So she hasn't brought him to, you know, really into the kids yet. But I, you know, I I think that they're going to get there. Because it's, it's, I'm just, they're building this relationship in a very healthy way. That's good. I'm
0: seeing very mitigated opinions
1: about it. So I'm reserving judgment. But okay. right now, but so there's the I... people out there that just will never they don't want Meredith to ever be happy. They want her to pine for the rest of her life and die a shriveled old maid. Come on. People. That's not the way life works, because while Ellen, the actress who plays Meredith, is in her 40s, the character of Meredith is only like 34, 35 years old.
0: Oh, really? She's younger. Yeah,
1: that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, because think about it. Um, Well, no, maybe maybe 36 or 37 when you think about... Still extremely young. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because the first... What is it? The first two seasons of Grey's only cover about a year. The first
0: three even, no? Yeah. They're still in blue scrubs. It was very time compressed.
1: Yeah. So, you know, with a life expectancy... To be in her 60s or 70s, really? That much time alone with no one? No. That's not realistic. Right. You know, as, as the person who both of my parents passed away fairly young, they were both married when they passed away. Both my, my stepmother is with somebody. She's not. They're not married. She has said, "Nope. I adore this man. I enjoy time with him but I'm not getting married again because I had my, my you know, she thinks my dad is, you know, her one, her greatest love and she Aww. was married and she's not getting married again. Okay. But that hasn't stopped her from having someone. No. My, my stepdad actually is remarried to a very lovely woman and we all like her a great deal. You know, and they were both... Not even 50 when they became a widow and a widower. How on earth would, would it be realistic for us to expect them to spend the rest of that time alone? Yeah. I know in the in my father's case, he never would have wanted that.
0: Yeah. And I, I'm sure there are other people who are yelling at us right now saying, it's not that I don't want her happy. It's that I don't want her with DeLuca. And that that is absolutely your prerogative. But just... Um, I would say as someone who shipped Calzona and it, sh- it fell apart and we know what happened, I will say keep an open mind, you know? Because you we can find a relationship that's interesting. I was not against Karina and Arizona, honestly. I know it ended and Calzona's happy somewhere off screen, but still, keep an open mind. You might find I... someone who, or you might find that you like DeLuca, eventually.
1: DeLuca is a good guy. Absolutely, yes. He is a stand-up guy. I agree. You know, and he he just, you know, he's good for her.
0: Yeah. Um, other topic. I know that Katrin got sick. It seems she's still alive so I'm gonna think she survived her cancer? Question mark? (laughs) Um... I'm glad. Catherine has always been a f- kind of favorite of mine, though she is a big bully who just <laughs> kind of
1: bulldozes I through life. Uh, I love her always well. not that so much anymore.
0: Ooh, what changed her? Is it cancer?
1: I, I think that... That and the fact that when the Harper Avery situation happened and they had to change all the foundation and it's now the Catherine Fox foundation. I think that there was some, some awakening there about that. So I can see that
0: Maggie and Jackson officially don't care. Don't have an opinion. There's still a couple, I will, I honestly, as much as I I think I get, gave Jackson and April a very hard time, um, I'm sure listeners can attest to that and can go back to episode and hear me talk about that in great lengths. I will, I don't think I will ever truly understand how Jackson and April are not endgame. I mean, the show's not done, but at this point. Well, April's remarried, so. Oh, don't get me started. I don't know why we had to go through that switcheroo. I, just, I, guys. I <laughs> uh, is there anything else? I, I that that's everything I'm aware of. Um, let's. See. Everything else, I'm not very. I'm not attuned to. I'm. I'm not aware of. So I will say Teddy with a baby bump. Super cute. I'm glad I think Teddy having a kid is oh, extremely Oh, Teddy happy. and Tom. Oh, I love them. Couples. I love them. Fabulous couple. Agreed. Tom, I will say, Tom, surprisingly a favorite. He's just. And he's even better this year. He's just so good. He's like that kind of infuriating person who pushes the button but just make you better by doing so. Which pisses you off even more. But you have to admit that he just, he's like, I just, I can't help but love him. You know? I like him a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. I'm glad that they kept him around. That
1: was a very smart move on their part.
0: Yeah, I like him. Um, Maggie and Jackson, Amelia. I feel like I spoke about pretty much everyone. Oh, I know that there's Nico and all of those. I'm I'm too unfamiliar with those characters to have an opinion. I, I, I think having Schmico. a...
1: Schmiko.
0: Schmiko, yeah. I will say it is awesome that we have... Um, Gay representation, always a fan It seems that people really love that relationship I hope I hope it is great representation
1: That's pretty much all I can
0: say about it
1: It is, it is in the sense that Some of the struggles of their relationship Is, is real and, and they're not putting in the quick fixes That they did with Calzona <laughs> That's good yeah, quick
0: fix is what killed Kelzona. Be warned, yeah. people. It's also what killed Japril, in my opinion. Yes. Um, so, yeah, be happy. When your couples suffer a long time, it might be for the better. That's it. Is there anything else you'd like to add,
1: sports? No. No. All right. I'm glad that we... Able to get together and do this podcast. I miss talking about graves with you. It is very sad for me after I watch the episode, and I'm like, I can't text Kay. I yeah, I don't know. Talking about it right
0: now um, makes me miss this a lot as well. I wouldn't. I don't think I'll ever be able have the mental strength to do 24 (laughs) a 24 episode cover um, of, of the show. But you know, we never know what might happen. Um,
1: maybe I we don't will... have to be 24. No, it doesn't. I'm using my pouty, beggy voice. No,
0: it does not have. I, I could just, we'll see what happens. Um, okay. If you miss us, if you missed watching a show with us, uh, you can listen to us every week. We cover for the people on this very, very stream. You can find us on Twitter at TSG Podcast. If you're subscribed to TSG Podcast, you'll see it there as well we also have another podcast where we talk about everything and anything though we've been kind of on hiatus while we cover for the people but our last episode i think was our best we talked about religion and it was an extremely helpful conversation for me um you can find us at a bar with a view on twitter and you can subscribe to the podcast it's called a bar with a view we also have a facebook group called a bar with a view sports where can we find you on the internet
1: you can find me on twitter at sportsfan 12921 she's back to tweeting about baseball Baseball and other things. I don't just tweet about sports. I tweet about other things, too.
0: Oh, yes. Politics, Grey's Anatomy, TGIT in general. Many things, actually. Beer.
1: I am multifaceted.
0: You are. You're a real Shondaland character. You have multifacets.
1: <laughs> I'm complicated.
0: You are. You are. A true Meredith. And that's pretty much it. You can also send us uh, an email at seriouslygracepodcast at gmail.com Don't hesitate to reach out if there's anything uh, that is a concern to you about what we discussed, if there's anything you would like to add. Um, as I mentioned, I I will likely watch the Emilia-centric episode. I'm a, I'm a fan of Nancy Shepard, among other things. Let's not lie. Amy Acker as well. Um... So I'm I'm kind of excited for that. Listen, I've been waiting years to have the Shepherd sisters together in a room, though I know we're missing Neve Campbell. I can't help but be excited. I know it's not around Derek, but still. I will likely watch. Um Mama Shepherd's gonna be there. Right? And that's where Amelia can't pretend anymore, cause Mama Shepherd met the real Owen. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna go, but you know, we'll see. Alright guys, take care. It was nice talking to you guys again, and hopefully we'll talk soon. Bye! Bye!